just never know. And it's scary when people, you know, can start taking your culture. Yes, UAB or Florida State would never be fam, but fam suffers. How how does it help? My question is, how does it help HBCU? It doesn't. It helps. It helps the black students that are on the PWIs. Then f them. <laughs> then f them. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Buff, the predictor, and Rozzy. <laughs> Fellas, <laughs> tell them what's on your mind. So they, they, I want the listeners to know they're laughing at me. I just told them, so I made a $25 wager, right, on what four teams would be in the college football playoffs. And the wager is so wild that betting $25, if that happens, I would win $64,000. And the final four teams I picked was USC, Alabama, Texas A&M, and Florida State, which isn't that wild right now. It, it, it more it's likely, very wild. Florida State is undefeated. Texas A&M is still ranked. They're about to lose today. Alabama is Alabama. And I don't think USC has lost yet. So, first of all, there's a team called Georgia. It is. Them boys. <laughs> that, that historically chokes look. against Alabama. They finally punched through. So they're going to be in the playoffs. No, it's. I mean, it's twenty five dollars. So I mean, I'm not to win sixty four. Hey, <laughs> I hope you win. That's a hell of that's a hell of a uh, guys trip. Yeah. Cause you said it out. If you would, nah, I'm like, nah, it's twenty five. I did say I'll get you the guy, right? I, I did say it. I was like, I'll get the, I'll, yeah, 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 guys, yeah. I would get the yacht. I would get yeah. The yacht. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, that's my that's my four legs. So you pick it three teams out of the yeah out of the SEC. No, 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 two teams out of the SEC. Yeah, but I'm just saying, does A and M play Georgia? I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, they usually don't, but they will play Alabama, right? They're they're on. Yeah, they play in Alabama. Schedule. But you know, like if Alabama is like one or two, a loss to them doesn't really hurt you that bad. As a, what hurts Texas A and M is that they've yeah. already lost. So like taking another loss pretty much knocks them out. So yeah, so that gives room. There's too much room for Georgia and Alabama to finish. Yeah. The and, top seeds of the SEC, and as we record, Florida State is undefeated, but they're losing. But Florida State was the one that jacked the price up. They they were plus six thousand. Everybody else is like plus six fifty. Mm. Uh, USC plus three forty. Alabama minus three fifty. The gamblers are loving this part of the episode. People who never gamble are like, well, you guys just move on. But <laughs> but yeah, Florida State is what made it wild, and they're like doing. They've been the biggest surprise so far. Although they're probably gonna lose today to Wake Forest. And and part of the reason they're the biggest surprise is they're losing to Wake Forest. Wake Forest almost beat Clemson, <laughs> and they're ranked. Wake Forest is good. And this is this is ACC football. Yeah. 
the team that beat Auburn. So, so you're gonna you're gonna shit yes. on the whole you're gonna yes whole yes <laughs> conference <laughs> yes they 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 always have they always have they their one right. I mean, you realize you know, it's either going to be Clemson. ACC ran football in nineties, right? Like it's not that far off. Nineties and early two thousands. Like, it's no, not- no. Nineties was definitely that far off, bro. Like the nineties. No, like, I'm we, saying, we, I'm we, saying, we, like it's not that. Let's let's, let's talk, let's talk like, about how many in how 90s. many coaches has Alabama had since then? Like three. Like it's not that far off. We're only two coaches removed from Bobby Bowden. It's not that far off. Yeah, that's true, bro. I I love how Alabama folks act like they were like the shit. Forever, yeah. like they forget those down years. <laughs> that that not, Dennis Frenchion you know, era. Just, just so, we, just so people don't know, I'm not an Alabama fan. I'm an Auburn fan. War damn eagle. However, we're talking about the '90s, fellas. 2000s, We were cross colors in the Florida '90s. They won in 2013. It's not that far off. Clemson just we're won. Talking, that's Clemson, one year. Clemson won like a couple of times more recently than that. They won two. Yeah, that's three. You keep you and keep moving the goalposts. You keep moving the goalposts. <laughs> that's no, one. They have that's it. two. That's the nineties. Then I bring up no, two thousand thirteen. That's one. The, no, no, not moving. <laughs> I'm not saying they have Ohio haven't won. State won. You know what I mean? Like they're not ACC, but I'm saying it's not always SEC. Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that Florida State. The S- ACC only gets one t- one decent team a year. That's not true. Give me mo- good it, the last five years. Give me two good ACC teams. Well, I only follow Florida State, so I'm not sure if I can do that. They've been trash for the last five years. They've been trash longer than that, actually. Clemson has only been the only decent ACC team in the last. I mean, we keep Since we, we keeping it a buck now. Hey. Alabama pretty much has been the only top until Georgia just came along. Y'all, SEC was top heavy SEC, too. SEC, Georgia, Georgia. But they also they, Georgia but they will always up. knock each other out. No, Georgia just stepped up. But Georgia, it would for the last few years. Georgia, and I'm not a Georgia, Georgia fan. Georgia just got a Wood new coach a, a couple Georgia of years fan. ago because they kept choking. Man, what do we? I mean. Because they couldn't beat Alabama. What I'm saying no, is, you had teams that away the season against who? Not just Alabama, bro. You said it. Not just Alabama. You That's said what it. I said. Yeah, they what? they weren't they weren't one loss teams. Georgia wasn't a one loss yeah. team. Like they they were losing. Yeah, that I can't say. Let's look at their record. Well, like, hold on. Let's not make this show about college football. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, Never yeah, mind. yeah. But Never speaking mind. of college football, you brought up Auburn. Um, the Did you guys see the whole Deion Sanders? Oh, yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Deion Sanders, um, you know, flying out to Auburn, and now there's all this rumor bill about Auburn trying to recruit nah, him. He said, thanks, no thanks. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's kind of cool that Deion Sanders is, like, the most recruited coach right now. Like, everybody wants um, him. And I think it's because he brings so much – attention to the program right so no matter where he goes he's going to get attention and so that's why i think a lot of schools are looking at him but that's kind of dope i like what ferg said in the group me chat and i agree like um i'm a florida state fan but i wouldn't want even though i think Dion would help us i i like what he's doing i hope he stays on that course and bring more and more attention to hbcu uh football 
and hopefully that'll spill over into basketball and the other sports as well. But you know what? Like Florida State, they had their run, despite what Ferg says. Auburn has had their run. PWIs have got fat and full for years. It's it's good to see somebody try to uplift HBCU. I hope he sticks with it. I know he's going to be tempted. And I'm not going to be mad if he takes a big job. I mean, at the end of the day, it's hard to turn down money and all these things these other schools can offer. But I hope he stays where he at, where he at man. Yeah. And, and it helps that he doesn't need the money, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's another big deal of it, right? It's not like he's a HBCU coach that's been coaching through the circuit and, you know, making $150,000, $200,000 a year. And now these big, you know, programs are saying, well, let me give you a million mm-hmm. or two million. Uh, that's a big difference. You can't walk into Dion and be like, yeah, you know, this $2 million will change your life. Like, he don't care. Right? Hey, so, he, he I, like the money, I think though. that's a big deal about <laughs> he it. He does like money. <laughs> he does like the money. He does like the money. <laughs> hey, but real real quick, though, because I, we, we started off with, with sports. I, I did want to get a, another word in on Dahmer, uh, but I just won't be as long as I was going to be. I know some people still haven't seen it. I just want to say this. For me, that series is less about his crimes and murders and more about uh, racism, uh, homophobia, and just complete mm-hmm. uh, incompetence. And a, a whole lot, like it's, that show is about so many other things. To me, his crimes is like the last thing. I mean, you can even throw uh, Christianity. I've seen people debating this, so I can kill 40 people. And as long as I repent and say, God, forgive me, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I seen that whole discussion started up, man. It's a lot of different layers in that series. And to me, the murders are like, I mean, not to discount the victims, obviously, but we we knew what he did. But what the, the series revealed, in my opinion, is how we treat poor people, how we treat minorities and a whole, other, whole lot of other things. Yeah, you supported my my, my spoiler ish uh, review last year, uh, last episode. Yeah. So I'm good. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> uh, st- sticking with shows though, uh, just kind of going back, uh, circling back on some shows. Uh, Ring of Power is ramping up, but it is slow. Man, it is slow. Uh, but the last episode actually uh, got pretty good. It, it got a little more action in it. Uh, I'm hoping, I'm praying for it, man. But uh, it's it's hard. It's it's slog to try to get through it. Um, so, but if you're into fantasy and stuff like that, give it a go. Um, I you could almost probably skip the first three episodes. You and you wouldn't really miss anything. Um, it it does a lot of intro, introductions. Right. Yeah. I mean, just getting to know the people. But it it's like you could probably almost start at episode four or five and be fine in my opinion so just uh you know throwing those out there but um ferg you mentioned shopping style uh last episode uh and just maybe kind of go into it and i wanted to make sure that i brought it up uh to the listeners today uh we are officially launching our promotion uh tour for it uh getting out facebook posts things like that uh, but shopping style is our annual fundraiser for jenica scholarship uh, the scholarship sitting at about eighty thousand dollars on the endowment. We're trying to raise another twenty uh, this this year so that we can bust that hundred thousand dollar mark in the endowment. So uh, we'll be doing a brunch. So anybody in town for Classic Weekend Sunday rolls around, come out, eat brunch with us. We got 
uh, Sherry on uh, the the hosting duties. So if you guys know Sherry Brown from the University of Alabama, uh, you know it's going to be a fun time. I got DJ Lenny sitting on the ones and twos. So the the DJ is going to be dope as I don't know what we got. Uh, a fashion show coming through. We got Jamie the artist. Jamie Bonfiglio is going to be um doing showing our artwork. Uh, so it's just it's it's going to be a dope event, man. So y'all come out. Uh, we'll post it on Three Brothers No Sense. We'll pro, uh, post the Eventbrite link so you guys can get your tickets and everything. But come out, enjoy. Silent Auction has some awesome stuff in it. Like last year, uh, we got even better things this year uh, already and, and still kind of growing. Uh, so if you do want to donate anything to the Silent Auction, hit us up at uh, threebrothersnosense at, at gmail.com or you can hit us up at jennicakimberly at gmail.com. Either way, uh, hit us up. Let us know if you want to donate something, and then we'll be happy to uh, receive that and put it in the auction. So that's all I got, man. I just want to put that big, quick commercial in for shopping style. Oh, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Um, I'll stick on the shows real quick. So you brought up Ring of Power, which for everybody that might not know what it is, honestly, it is the prequel to the prequel of the Lord of the Rings. It talks about how all of that, everything got started with the Ring of Power. It's it's pretty good if you're, especially if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, getting to understand, you know, Eldron and all those people and just seeing their past. It's, it's pretty cool. The House of Dragon is another one. So what's happening is I'm, I'll watch them and then I'll try to decipher everything and I, I they start running together. Mm-hmm. Just because it's so much, you know, that fantasy elven type world, you know, which I, that shows a whole nother beast. I, it's 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 been pretty good. It just does not stand up or has not stood up to the original. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely it, not Game of Thrones. Uh, I, I yeah. think it's supposed to get there uh, because the first six episodes that they've had so far was like only 70 pages in the in the book. So they were using those as a kind of background for the Dance of Dragons, which is actually supposed to be the good stuff. Uh, so it, yeah. it, just like Ring of Power, it's, it's kind of a buildup. But at least you like those characters. I, I I could care less, truthfully, about the Ring of Power folks. Yeah, I mean, they got a black elf. <laughs> they do have a black elf. How, I do how, be how you like for the black, black elf, elf Roger? I do be rooting for the black elf. I ain't gonna lie. Because he's, he's, yeah, he's a little Russell ish so. <laughs> I mean <laughs> you got a fresh lineup and everything oh. you ain't never seen an elf with a fresh lineup oh got boy. a kid and everything he do, he do got that kit the women gonna be mad at you yeah. be talking about Russell Wilson man <laughs> look man they, they they just go out there Russell gonna have to get these jokes so, <laughs> yeah, that's a, the least, least of his worries. And if he has a problem, he can reach us at Three Brothers No Sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know, um, Quantum Leap is another show. Have you got to check that out? Yeah, I finally got a chance to check that out. It's actually really good, bro. Um, it's the remake. I, I wouldn't even call it a. Well, I guess it's a, it's continuation. a remake. Continuation. It's a continuation. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. yeah. Of the original show. Yeah. yeah, so for everybody that doesn't know, Quantum Leap was a show back in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, where they had this guy who was, a, I want to say he was a physicist, and he was able to time travel and uh, within things that happened right, through, through his lifetime, but he would just jump into other people's bodies and some, somehow and 
go through their life and he would solve problems almost like a mystery or whatever and he wouldn't leap um until he righted their wrong or whatever in history so this one picks up with that's all that's that and once again i'm gonna follow up on did any of you guys see the woman king yet no still haven't had a chance to man all right it's nothing no spoiler it's just i just want to continue to encourage people to see the movie just because i think it's a it's a it's a really good movie and i want to people stop taking ourselves so damn seriously (laughs) like people are going out of their way to find things wrong with the movie and it just makes me think of all these other movies and tv shows that aren't historically accurate that's what i was going to ask you about with the Dahmer series it's entertaining everything didn't happen the way it happened on this netflix show nobody has a problem with how historically accurate it was Nobody has a problem um, with Black Panther being a made-up show. <laughs> I mean, a character in Wakanda being a made-up place. You know, but they they want to go off of this movie because, you know, white directors and it's very, you know, supportive of black women. Um, I've, I've heard it all. And I just want people to say, Take a step back. Remember, it's entertaining. Uh, don't take, the, don't, don't have your kids write a history report off of this, this, this movie. Right? Go read right. the book. It's just a, a, a different representation. It's something we haven't seen on screen yet, and I think it's pretty cool. I've enjoyed your, um, uh, I've enjoyed I, your yeah. back and forth with a couple of people that were, I guess, trying to criticize it or whatever, and, and you just like they haven't asking questions that they never get around to answering. <laughs> Just posting YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) So my thing is, and everybody's entitled to an opinion. I just don't want us to just automatically attack things. I think about, we made a post today on, it was a Mandela. uh, (laughs) Mandela. uh, Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he called him Mandela. Uh, which I'm surprised I didn't put that as my initial move. I'm like, well, you know, what, what do I know him for? Yeah, well, who knew Mandela was an actor? But I put, no. I put glory because that's the first time I really remember seeing him. Yeah. And that movie was very powerful for me. Um, But that movie was a movie. I think, didn't Steven Spielberg or somebody direct that? Yo, um, I think so. Yeah. I think it was Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the way it happened. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's not the way that that went down. There was a great the, 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 the white guy was his big savior and all this stuff. We talk about movies like that and it gets all these accolades. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, people, but we find we're so critical of things now that we can't enjoy things for what they are. Just in, take a step back, enjoy life, enjoy stuff. Everything doesn't have to be critique. Everything doesn't have to be um, an agenda. Because I've heard all the agendas, even to the point where, for I've heard women um, not like the, the movie and stuff. They had some beautiful black women in that show of all hues, all all sizes. You 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 know what's and been- the fact that a lot of these women were. They were dolled up, but I saw women who were so natural, 
like the main character, well, the secondary character next to v, uh, Viola Davis, uh, Nawi, I think was her name. Mm. She had cornrows the whole movie. No, well, I'm pretty sure she had makeup on because of, you know, but she had cornrows look very natural, wasn't dolled up at any point, and was still gorgeous. Like, I don't know what more y'all want. The the head wife was dark skinned. Beautiful. His court was a bunch of uh dark skinned women and women of other hues. All still gorgeous. I don't know what we want. You, you know it's been We're constant. Find something, people. You know it's been constant though for her. It's a, it's the only complaints I've seen about that movie are from people who haven't seen the movie. Like mm-hmm. everybody, anybody who's seen it has nothing but great. I, I've yet to come across someone who saw the movie and say, "Man, uh, it didn't do this and do that. I didn't like this." Only people who haven't seen the movie have complained about this movie. Right. The action scenes were for. I would say. You know how we talk and as people, you know, like why people don't watch the WNBA is not as entertaining. A lot of action movies haven't been um, as entertaining when you have female um, female leads and stuff. This movie, the action scenes were dope. Like they're I'm sending like Viola Davis might kick yeah like if you see you see these action scenes you'd be like these women are bad it's like watching the Dora Milaje and, and that stuff yes, it's like, that's like what, that's it what, doesn't matter because they're women or men it's like the action is the action and it just carried over from that but it is what it is nice I will always defend everything but there you go so speaking of defending stuff I want to shout out the Alabama State Fair it came through um, but I want to warn everybody about the bait and switch at the dinosaur thing. Cause that pissed my kids off to no end. Cause they have this little like, um, trailer that they say you can learn about the dinosaurs and all of that. And then you get in there and it's a creationist like propaganda thing. And so we were in there for like 14 minutes watching this thing. And like my kids were looking at us like, what is this? They didn't even talk about the dinosaurs. They were talking about the flood and like Noah's Ark and stuff. <clears throat> Kids were pissed. So Mobile, I think y'all y'all usually get the fair around what late October ish yeah. after Halloween or whatever. Um, so watch out for that little trailer because they're gonna try to get you if you got your kids and they be like, you want to learn about the dinosaurs? Don't go in there. I'm just throw that out there. <laughs> so piss me so off. So the dinosaurs, they, basically, the dinosaurs weren't in the Bible. No, they were saying the dinosaurs were in the Bible and the, and, and the dinosaurs were alive at the same time as men. And the reason why that they're, they no, went no, extinct. No, 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 no. That's your take. That's not what they said. No, that's what they say on the little video in the trailer. That's what they say. They say that they went on the ark and when they got off the ark, um, the the everything had changed. The um, like environment had changed and the dinosaurs couldn't take it. And that's how they died out. No, 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 no. So... You paid after somebody told you this is what they said. Like I'm so confused. Now. I, I didn't pay. It was just like you know one of the little right because you know you had the little armband so you could go to all the stuff and everything. And so and you know Oliver loves dinosaurs, so they were like you want to learn about the dinosaurs, and they were like yeah let's go learn about the dinosaurs. And we got in there and Sophie and Ollie were looking at me like help us. So at one oh. point 
we were like about to leave, <laughs> but it, it just felt awkward because they got you like locked up in the trailer, like closed, and so you watching the little screen or whatever, bruh. It is it oh. is the worst. Oh, so you didn't know they were gonna do this uh, creationist theory? You know, they didn't tell you about Noah's Ark and all this stuff in the in the trailer. No, no, man. When, oh, we say trailer. In the you pitch, you were in a in an actual trailer with a, like a movie okay, TV I'm screen. You see, like you're watching a commercial for it, and it's saying, "Hey, come watch our." I'm thinking you're talking about the trailer for this. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I didn't watch the trailer. We were inside of a trailer watching the video. They took us in there, and we were we thought we were gonna you know learn about just watch a video or movie a little 15 minute video about dinosaurs, and um, yeah, totally got totally pissed us off. So. There's well, I mean, it is a, it is a state fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's they, true. They, they have Carney. Is they had a bearded lady there too, Razzy. So yeah, uh, they did. They did. But it was it was fun. Yeah, so got, the it, it, everybody, yeah. you know, especially in Mobile, a lot of our listeners are in Mobile. The fair is uh, good this year. It's really good. They got a lot of folks um, there. Uh, they got a white tiger that's there. So it's really really fun. So and I want to just say the person that skipped me in line, I'm after you now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 That's, that's, well, that might just, be your just best throw one. It in there. Just throw it in there. Mm-hmm. But no, seriously about the, the the dinosaur bait and switch thing. Be be on the lookout for that. Sounds that, like a that good. That's a off. good warning. That's a good warning. Actually. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's jump into it. Um. Yeah. Who has first question? Do we have Sophie too? I know you. You got your. You got your one liner. Your zinger in there. Your bazinga in there. Nah, she's but, she's uh, taking a nap. She sleep. She had to get up early, and uh, she had a hair appointment in Tuscaloosa. So she uh she is like knocked out. Was she, she got flued out to Tuscaloosa or something? <laughs> hair appointment. <laughs> no, Haley Haley's hairdresser like moved to Tuscaloosa or whatever, and so Haley goes to Tuscaloosa, and so when Haley wants when Sophie wants braids. She uses Haley's braider, and so they they drive to Tuscaloosa. It's like thirty minutes. I mean, it's no well, different than you, going to how uh, you know you how you know you got money. <laughs> right, it's no like different than going across Houston. Oh, here we go, here we go. Sure, that's different. what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, no, we're not talking about me. Right. <laughs> yeah. My my daughter gets her hair done in Cyprus. Guess where we stay? <laughs> Cyprus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saying, I'm just saying. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, fellas, let's go ahead and jump into it. Who wants to go first? Uh, uh, I can. Uh, unless Buff, you want it? I'm going to say my question kind of quick, uh, but it doesn't matter. If that don't. Let's 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 stop right there. What's let's up? never say that again. Quick questions are never quick questions. Touche. It is a bit of two part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, go ahead. Go ahead first, Ryan. I I go after you. All right. All right. Cool. So, um, you mentioned USC, and I think you mentioned PWIs with Dion and everything like that. And so, I don't know if you guys saw about the uh, USC kind of majorette thing 
where mm-hmm. uh, a black chick created a majorette, a black kind of majorette troupe, and they danced at the USC uh, games. And so they made a big deal out of it or whatever. Uh, and the biggest thing is it's an all black troupe and they are doing kind of your historical HBCU type dancing or whatever and it's very very different than majorettes and and dance girls for pwis usually you know Haley is on the dance team or whatever in the blazerettes and so there was this huge uproar about it and all of that and so i wanted to discuss with you guys the idea of co-opting black culture and inserting it into white spaces like these pwis and things like that um do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing um, I think it's good. I think it's good. Fur, because they 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 still in uh, you know fam you type stuff. Oh, go ahead. Well, it, 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 was a, it was a it was a it was a black girl that started it, right? At USC. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I will say uh, before she got other. I, I was gonna say before, before Ferg, um, I remember a similar incident like this at uh, I believe it was North Carolina, and they were they tried to get Michael Jordan to help them start some type of all black club or something like that, and obviously you know Michael Jordan they putting his nose in political stuff like that or race stuff. He said no, so you know they 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 used that to like criticize him and all that kind of stuff, and some of the pushback that people were saying were you guys are trying to start this at North Carolina when you could have went right down the street to North Carolina State and all black schools and already had it. You wouldn't have had to start your own. So I know she has gotten similar. She's gotten some pushback for starting this at uh, at USC. So it did kind of remind me of that. But, you know, as long as it's us controlling the narrative and stuff, you know, I have, I don't, See, unless I hear a compelling argument from you, brothers, I, I don't have a problem with it. No argument from me, if done properly. Yeah. So, it was started by a young black woman um, who brought other young black women. The challenge, the challenge I see down the line, so I'll give this pushback, is when she graduates and over time you know, 10 years from now, if it's two black chicks and a bunch of non-melanated people doing this, and now the culture is appropriated. Um, if they continue this, and especially if it's a point where it becomes part of the program and 10, 12, how many young ladies get to go to school for free off of this? then I'm fine with it under these uh, stipulations. They need to make sure and address and acknowledge, I mean, publicly acknowledge where this stands, this, this starts from. Like, it needs to be brought up. And we're bringing to the stage, you know, like, they, there needs to be some kind of way of just acknowledging this. And they need to keep it as pure as possible. Uh, I'm not saying it always has to be a hundred percent black women, but I feel I feel like hopefully this is a job for some young black woman moving forward. Because like I think Krishana is 
the she went to school with us. Isn't she the like the director for A and M, the Alabama A and M dancers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if that that could be a potential career path or something. Uh, the thing about the West Coast is HBCUs don't extend over there. Yep. You know, if this was Florida State and you have fam less than five miles, five minutes away, that's a little different. I don't want to just push students to HBCUs that don't want to go to HBCUs. I, you know, for me, I'm pro HBCU. But if that's not you, then that's just not you. Don't come to water down our culture. If you don't want it, don't come. Um, but I also want people to realize that because I saw some ar- arguments about the band and black uh, black college culture, it's a big part of it, but that's not all the culture. Like that's just not the whole story of HBCUs. So don't don't make it seem like they've taken everything from us. Fam is so much bigger than 100. You know, these schools are so much bigger than their pro, their football programs. It is a part of the history, but it's not the history. Um, I just want to see it done right. I want to see them highlight it right. And, you know, to me, it's an acknowledgement. That young lady, there's no HBCs where she's at. I don't know, man. I, I'll say this. I I get tired of people acting like if you go to a PWI, you have to forget your culture. I get tired of I came from the floor. Our our Rattlerettes, right? Uh, you know, they they are the strikeettes. I mean, that they, they they graduate and they won't end up at UAB or at a PWI. And now they can't continue dancing like they know how to dance. They can't continue to do what they do, right? I I agree with this mainly because it creates a space for people that came from the culture to continue to thrive in their culture. And a PWI, I shouldn't have to leave that behind because I went to a PWI. And and understand this idea of, oh, it's an HBCU type thing, but it's also a black community high school thing that those girls grew up in, right? And all through their life. They may have been dancing at, you know, whatever uh, dance troupe in Mobile since they were three or four learning these uh, moves. You know, uh, you you look, when we do the the alumni um, parade, right? You see all those young girls that are dancing just like the strikeettes. They're marching just like the strikeettes. And so some of those girls may not end up at a HBCU. Some of those girls may end up at a PWI. And for them to say, well, I got to stop dancing like this. And I got to dance like these these white girls, right? That into core marching style um, is my issue with it. And so I totally agree with them saying, we're going to start this troupe and we're going to dance how we dance. It's not about we're going to dance like Jackson State or Florida State or Florida A&M or whoever. It's I'm going to dance like I dance. I'm going to dance like I've always danced. And I want my school to experience that. It's no different than, you know, black Greek letter organizations. It's like I am on my PWO, PWI campus to give my black people a safe space to show our culture to those people and to ex- be able to express ourselves. 
in in how we express ourselves so i agree 100 going forward it, it needs to stay that way right we, we it doesn't need to get co-opted and now you got you know this um I don't know, white director that's never grew up in that, that doesn't understand trying to kind of say they can do this move and not that move and they can do this dance and not that dance and all of that. I get that. So I 100% agree with you, Ferg. I hope it, it's a career path for some of those young ladies to stay a director, ha- have somebody that understands the culture to be able to be their director or their coach or whatever you know, they are. But I I want to get away from that idea that just because I went to a PWI, I'm no longer black. I got to just I, I got to assimilate into white culture. You might have just changed my mind. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of this at one school and I think about, I'm always thinking of the good. To me, this is how HBU, HBCU football died. Yep. Mm. There's a part of the black culture, part of the black experience that it's like, Mm, and now we can take them and build. Now we can have these halftime. Like it's it's a. I talked about it, I talked about UAB. It, it, UAB actually did a, a drum break. They put their uh, their um instruments down and did a drum break. And that's the first time I've seen that since 1972 yeah. when they were or 69 when yeah. UAB was founded. Yeah. yeah. So at what point is is like nothing protects the culture. Nothing protects. The HBCU culture, because it is a it is it is a culture, mm-hmm. you know, not, not um, HBCU, but black culture. Right. Who, who protects the black culture and it keeps it no, as ours? No, no. H, it's HBCU is a culture. OK. All right. HBCU is a culture there. There, you know, because there's levels to it. There's there's levels to the, the black experience. Like mm-hmm. black culture is, you know, you could be you can be white at HBCU and you're going to get this HBCU culture, whether you like it or not. You know what I'm saying? Um. UAB has this culture. Now you can be black in a UAB culture. You can be white in a HBC culture, but that culture is not shifting. Fam is gonna be fam. If you're gonna go to this game, white boy, this is you gonna about to you about to be introduced to some things. You know, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be the the you're gonna be the quarterback uh, at Fam or Jackson State or one of these HBC, like you're going to experience this this HBCU football culture. You're going to have to adapt to it. And the thing about it is. When you talked about it, it, it's 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 almost that conversation that uh, I said black football, HBCU football, but um, I don't know, you know. So are you saying the Omega Sci-Fi shouldn't be on a PWI campus? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying because it's at, at Omega Sci-Fi is one entity. The question is, where does it, where does it stop? Black Greek organizations, where where does it stop? Now, are is UAB band going to be all black? And now the the young men that went to Lafleur in these high schools aren't going to the programs die down at Alabama State, Alabama A and M. The same way you had the elite football players at these HBCUs. Now they have this opportunity to get this HBCU experience or to perform, or take the HBCU experience or their passion to UAB. And now the fams, the Jackson States and everybody's left with the 
you, the leftovers. This to me is the same way the football programs shifted. It's when they when it's like, okay, we, y'all come over here and play. We got you. Whatever y'all want to do, we got you. And next thing you know, until recently, HBCU footballs weren't mentioned on freaking Sports Center. You you didn't you, you didn't hear that stuff. You know now. UAB band's gonna be invited to play at the Super Bowl in 10 years. You know, like it's 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 certain things, you know, it's at what point do you like, well, god damn, there's nothing left. And I always say I'm very protective of HBCUs. I say it's the it's the last piece of like that black mecca, that unassimilated uh world that you can't get anywhere else. So so are I we saying we, are we saying that we don't want our culture embraced? In other spaces, we're, we're embracing it. It's it's there's parts of that culture, but don't you can't you're not going to take the whole culture. It's, it doesn't become our culture. As we share a black culture, y'all don't share my HBCU culture. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. True. It, it you know what I'm saying it is what it is. We're black men. Two of us are black men of Omega Sci-Fi. Byron doesn't have that culture. Like it just it it can't be everywhere. It can't be just ever. It can't just accept. You know if you know you know what the Capital City Police want to start a uh, chapter with Mega Sci-Fi. You don't want great men like Byron in the organization. Like at some point you have to set your parameters. Like this is how we protect it. I would love for Byron to be the bros. You know what I'm saying? But at the certain like it it still goes down to at what point do you look up and there's and it's just. It is what it is. We're fighting so hard. We just told we just told a, 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 a one of the goats of football, please don't leave us because we need you because they raped our talent. The Magic City Classic won't be the Magic City Classic in twenty years. If that that HBCU black band experience is taken away from uh, state and A and M, that's part of it. It's 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 scary because you will in the in a perfect world you want to say hey they should be able to do that, but it's you know what happens to the dancing dolls? Will the dancing dolls be top talent if they can go over to LSU and get this superior education? Everything else they are enticing us with of why you go to a PWR if you can get the HBCU experience at LSU. You can and this LSU education and resources. If you can get this HBC, HBCU experience at UAB with the UB, UAB resources, but like you said, I don't, you, you're not getting the HBCU experience. That that is a culture in itself. But but it, if it if starts I can, slowly, if I can dance, it, it, if I can do those things, if I can be myself in those PWI spaces, like. HBCUs aren't accessible. Like you said, HBCUs don't extend to the in the California for real, right? Like that that HBCUs aren't everywhere, right? There there are folks who just get like you say the resources, right? I get a better scholarship by going to UAB. I want to be there, but I still want to be myself there. So so it it's there there's never I I don't feel like there's ever going to be a shift of the HBC culture and experience from HBCUs. I don't think a PWI is going to let that happen where it it starts to feel like an HBCU at their school. 
Well, it's what I'm saying is some of the things that make up the culture. It's not the whole culture, but some of the things that make up that culture, if you can just take those things and make them more open. Why not go to USC if your USC band can be FAMU? I mean, why not go to FAMU? Why not go with FAMU if you're USC, if you're a band, band geek, band head, if you can get that? What, the same reason people play football. Yeah, but that, that's it, what, it, they're, and they're it's not, the question is where does it stop? Yeah, but where they, does it stop? they're not they're not switching from core style to you know a a, a like HBCU style or a black band style, right? Like according that, to who? That I mean that that's not what they're trying to do with this. They are just trying. They are trying to dance and do Today? what they're trying to do. Today, I get it. If you five years ago, you would have never said USC would have had a bunch of nigger girls dancing. There's some white <laughs> man right now that said that they got these nigger girls dancing at USC. I guarantee that's what I mean. Like it's we say this, but it's how do we? Where do they stop it? I'm hoping it stops there. I'm hoping that that, but it's you take those those elite dancers who want to continue that it's almost like hey you want to if i wanted to be a doctor if i was serious about being a doctor i should have went to ab right yeah if you're serious about dancing this is your passion you go where you dance you go where the program's at if you're serious about marching a certain way doing a certain thing you go this is one of the things that attracts the culture this is it's if you want that, if that's your passion, that's where you go. Do I want to be a Do I want to be a dancer? Do I want to be a, a, a doctor and go to, or you know, a physicist and go to USC and do whatever it is? Unfortunately, life is about choices. I'm scary. I'm scary. I'm scared where this might go. We just we just never, you know, nobody would ever thought Jackson State would get Deion Sanders. Nobody ever thought that Jackson State would be on Sports Center. They were talking about his his son and all this black football, the resurgence of black football. Five years ago, never. I feel like we had conversations about this before Dion got there, and we did not see HBCUs, or even when he first got there, we didn't see it being as big as it is today. We didn't think we were talking about, you know, man, Dion might go to Auburn or Florida State. We just thought it was a good thing that he was there. You just never know. And it's scary when people, you know, can start taking your culture. Yes. UAB or Florida State would never be fam, but fam suffers. How how does it help? My question is, how does it help HBCU? It doesn't. It helps. It helps the black students that are on the PWIs. Then f them. <laughs> then f them. <laughs> and that, folks, I will let <laughs> turn it over to Buff for your question. <laughs> <laughs> That was a very, very compelling uh, discussion right there, man. I almost didn't know who I wanted to agree with, man. That was that was good. I, I would love for the listeners to weigh in on that one. Um, my question is, is completely different from that. I'm always looking at the future. I've talked about retirement on here a lot. I even had a Razio one episode, you know, say some of the things we should be doing to make sure we're uh, set up and prepared for retirement. Uh, and some people don't like that about me, but hey, it's going to be one of those times I ask that question. Um, have you guys ever given thought to what you want to do as far as like 
if you decide to work after this current career? Have you given any thought to where you want to work after your career? You know, that job that you don't really need, you just want to do it just to stay busy three or four days a week. Um, it's something that I've thought about and, and jokingly mentioned to, to friends and stuff. So just curious if y'all given any thought and where would you uh, want to work? You're going to be a Walmart greeter or or, or, or uh, Costco. What, what y'all doing, man? <laughs> no, I've, I've actually thought about this. So, yeah. Uh, uh, do you have a, do you have a guess what Rizy or I would do? Let's 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 make yeah, interest. Yeah. Oh man, what would Rizy do? Rizy would probably. I I don't know for either one of y'all to be honest, man. Ferg, I feel like this would be a whole different career, so this wouldn't be the answer. I I do feel like you should be some type of uh, teacher though, or professor. In a different lifetime, you you definitely need to explore that. Um. So I don't know, man. It's it's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to say. Okay, well, let's. Rizzy, what would Rizzy do? Like, Bird, would you work know. in men's fashion department? I feel like Rizzy might not do anything. Men's fashion department, huh? salesman. Yeah. Huh? Would I be in? Would I be in a fashion department? Yeah. For men, yeah. Selling, selling high price uh, suits and, and stuff. Mm. No, I don't care about how the people look. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and paper. You know, I never thought about that. You know, like uh, like a consultant, a fashion consultant, or something. Yeah. I like that. Nah, uh, I, I think I know what I want to do, Rizzy. But I know you were about to go. Oh no, but I, I'll I'll go with my idea or my thoughts on you, Ferg. I I see you doing something like for a nonprofit, running a nonprofit, or something like that. That's what I I, I would see you doing. But it's only but it's hard for me because I know uh, you've talked about it a couple times, <laughs> and so I don't want to tip my hand. Um, but if it wasn't that, um, I would probably say you would be some type of promoter or or like something like that. Uh, I, I could see you doing that, but I like I said, I, I kind of I know you've had those conversations a couple times about what you had thought about doing. Uh, there so but for me I there's two routes uh, I did actually think about going to be a professor that was I had talked about that a little while I was like after I finished the rat race and I, I finished the corporate race and all of that I wanted to go back and be a professor just like part time right like you say once twice a week I'd be an adjunct or something where I can just go impart knowledge wisdom and all that stuff and then go home and not worry about those kids no more uh, I don't want to be a full-time professor. I'm not trying to be on tenure or anything like that. Uh, so that that was a thought. Uh, and my wild dream out on left field, uh, professional gamer. I'd want to be able to game for eight hours a day to get my, get my skills up uh, and then just go do some uh, either streaming or something like that. But I want to be a pro gamer. Bro, you would turn into like... Uh like Fat Thor <laughs> like Riley, that's the worst thing that could ever happen to you bro if you became a professional gamer bro <laughs> like, you, you would be so unkempt <laughs> no, like, you would be the, the difference is like pro gamers they actually have like really strict regiments about uh, like working out and all of that because I mean it's it's hard to like it's stressful to actually be a pro gamer not 
I game a lot. Like a professional gamer is a mm. different thing. Like those guys do. They wake up. They actually work out. They they have personal trainers and all that stuff uh, for those guys that are actually pro gamers. So that are on teams. Uh, I don't know about the the folks, the, the streamers and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it's it's a real thing. So mine rising, but I actually thought about you know like wanting to teach at something, but you know. Uh, that means I have to go back to school and do some more learning. Yeah, you, which I want to do. And you know what though, you're kind of um, doing that now with the lamp lighters in a way. Uh, yeah. So that that so that's Riser was right. It would be a nonprofit. I want to. I would want to be able to start a nonprofit and just go after our youth and just try to be a resource for them. Like if I could do lamp lighters full time or something like that full time and just impact people, I, that that would be my passion. I love seeing people like reach their full potential or not even reach their full potential, start realizing their potential. Like when you if you watch the light turn on on somebody, when they just see they can be more cuz I, I I tell people all the time, I think the difference in a lot of us growing up we all come from similar backgrounds is we were blessed enough to see the potential in our not even just us other people saw the potential in us as well as we were able to see the potential outside of what we had where we came from and for a lot of people they don't see a life outside of mobile a life outside of houston a life outside of high school like i can't be more than this this is what it is these are the peak years of my life and that was it, you know. Y'all know where I was coming from. You know who I was hanging out with. It's it, like it was so easy for me to go down that path, and just to see, just not just to kind of keep say no to drugs, but also just like to be that resource and to challenge them. And I would want to learn how to be a better resource for them because I feel like that that is that is one of the biggest things that we're missing in our community is enough resources I was talking to somebody the other day when I was in Vegas and it's it's funny when you hear people try to talk about how hard life was for them and you're like dude shut the f*** up like yeah, yeah man I had to do this and um, they were it was an older white lady on the plane and she was talking to me the whole ride to Vegas whole flight to Vegas and um, very nice very sweet but she was just talking about people in the whole as a whole and generations being so lazy and me you know basically I became her you know exceptional Negro on the plane but she kept trying to relate with her kids and they grew up in Idaho they had a ranch like there's all these things she's talking about and how it's like well she was upset about the whole paying back student loans and stuff like that I'm like you just named all the stuff your kids do did you you talked about what your husband did you talked about the the ranch that your kids grew up on and all this stuff so they never they didn't have it easy you know we had to work on the ranch work on the ranch woman shut up like it, it's it's those things where people are trying to they they're set up for success. They're allowed to fail. They're not scared of failure because they have, um, you know, resources to fall back on. So I, I just want to kind of just push. And I love talking about brand building. That is, I talk to kids about that all the time. 
that is my favorite day of all of our lamplight pro like lamplighter programs is just talk about brand building so it would be that um and i guess the, the other my my big one would be to be a motivational speaker i would love to be a motivational speaker you know travel the world travel the country talk to I'm, people i'm gonna do a damon dash so why don't you start that now What's holding you back? Uh, because Z and my therapist would kill me because I got they already told me I got too much on my plate now. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, you know, but I'm I'm putting I'm hey, hey there she is. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, hey, buff, you who that model is you got in front of you? Tab about to be pissed, and we got it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but just not just not young man like I I. <laughs> you know what my I'm, this might be the end it might be the end of me but I would be a a, a, a motivational speaker by being a nicer camp Kevin Samuels <laughs> yeah I, I would want to talk to our 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 black women our people not just our black men our black because I'm tough on black men too yeah y'all y'all nice on black men to me because yeah. I'd be sitting there you know I, I I accept the fact that we're we're you know we have our challenges too you know um but we don't you know it is what it is uh but but if you miss it i said i would be uh my motivational speaker and i probably have a show i'll be a nicer kevin samuels when you were talking earlier when uh you said uh men's fashion consultant i was like i was thinking hey that's what kevin samuels was or claim he was yeah i can see that you know uh would you be nicer though yeah like i would never i would never just just go all out because I, I i don't i don't care about the shock and awe yeah you know what i'm saying right. like i'm never just gonna say the things that he said i i would try to i think you're a better listener to have communication too. too because he he didn't let people talk to yeah. him he would like exactly. basically tell him to shut up this is my show exactly. and i would ask more why you know, I he they would say something and he would go off, but I never got the whys of it. Why? Why do you want this man? Like, what? What? You know, why? Do, what? What are you being challenged with? Why do you think it's hard for you to find that now? Why do you think that? You know, like I want her to. You know. Uh, but yeah. So, well, so, what about you, man? Yeah, so you you're right, Rise. I have uh, talked about this, but um, it changes so much. So I don't even know if this is the same answer I gave you, but. In a, in a joking way, but not really that much of a joke. Either like a uh, like a, 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 a hotel airport shuttle driver. I don't know. It's just something about talking to people, traveling, <laughs> seeing where they're coming from. Where, where you at it? Where you coming from? Yeah, man. I just, I just want to have conversations with people, man. Talk oh, about, I hate those guys. I hate those guys. I'm trying to get my bags. I got going on. Oh, no, no, you no, 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 no. That's right. That's right, yo. No, no, no. Like, like if I'm in an Uber, I definitely don't feel like talking to an uh, uh, airport shuttle person. I don't mind talking like it's a group of people so if one like you may not feel like talking but it may be some other passengers on that they don't want to talk so that's 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 something I considered man uh I actually wanted thought about being a math teacher too be, but I wanted to like go off the the curriculum of the school and talk to kids about credit and that brings me to my final point I want to talk to you brothers after the show real quick because I got an idea as we were talking about this that may be a stretch, but because I work close to Congress, who knows? Maybe it can happen. But uh, 
I want to talk to y'all about something. But anyway, getting back to my okay. answer, man. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's it. Airport shuttle or driver or something like that. What did I tell yeah, you yeah. at the time? You, you wanted to be a referee, remember? You wanted, yeah, boxing, you, you wanted a boxing, a boxing, a boxing, boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's fell off yeah. since COVID, man. I need to get back on that, but I was having a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what that. I was thinking. A lot of fun. With that. Yeah. So, yeah uh, if I'm able to... Why don't you just yeah. do a black car, black car service, bro? Like, like you, you just... Yeah, you can yeah. pick people up from the airport. Like I just Slash see you security, standing, in. like so. You know, you got, you got throw I super, thought of security yeah, too. You know, so not not yeah. black car plus security. Uh, when, when yeah, they... you could be one of those guys in the tux that is in front of the at the <laughs> airport doing this. <laughs> Evans, Evans, uh, Evans. Man. Yeah, but but you're armed, right? So they feel safe. So you know, a lot of those uh, like executives and stuff that don't actually travel with yeah. security, but they and, they and might need some. Yeah, might, uh, might not be for the role. weekend. You. For yeah. you can recommend restaurants and places to go and stuff like that, all that stuff. A whole con- uh, concierge black car service. I like that. I like. I that. can see that. I do hope to be a boxing judge, but I got to get back on it. It's it's such demanding work, especially with me trying to work overtime at work. Man, it's like it's hard to find. Do you time have to hold me. your hands like this when you you when what when you ref? No, no, man. That's it's only one ref that does that. That's uh, Kenny Bayless that does. I don't, it, but he's be, he's ready, ready to like get in there and say stop. That's that's why he's like that all the time. Yeah, he's well, he quit. Ready. Can he you quit. hold your hands like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I appreciate y'all playing along with the question, man. That's that's something that I, I think about a lot. Man. So. All right, man. Um, well, I think it's it's about that time. Yep. I think it's about that time. So let's go ahead and uh, close it out, fellas. I promise we're going to stop talking so much and get back to three questions, people. I know, right? But hey, last two shows went out. It was like six of us on the show. So uh, I'll, I'll go yeah. first real quick, man. Um, I got invited to a uh, a gala this past Wednesday, as we're recording on a Saturday, up in uh, New York. Um, and it was, it was dope, man. I met some dope people. Um, it's the lawyers, the lawyers committee for civil rights gala, and uh, it was hosted by Sonny from the View. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross was there. Um, I met the judge that uh, ruled on stop and frisk in New York. She's the one that outlawed it. Uh, I met her. I was sitting next to Congresswoman uh, Stacy Plassett that represents the Virgin Islands. Um, it was real cool, but I also got to. I didn't just attend it. I spoke on behalf of myself and a, uh, a few officers from that worked on January 6th. And the speech was only like a, a minute and a half. It was just an acceptance speech, but people were moved by it. Like, yeah, and that, that felt good. Like the applause, the ovation that I got for it. Um, I didn't even have to use the teleprompter. I memorized it all. I didn't want to read the teleprompter and get messed up even more. So I just went off the dome and said it all, but like people were stopping me after the awards and just, you know, telling me how great it was. And one guy in particular, like, I think he held me up for maybe five to 10 minutes and was like, this may be your calling. And that kind of what prompted my question today too. Like, he was like, this may be your calling. You need to really seriously look into it, man. Cause public speaking just seems natural for you. Uh, may not always come across that way on the show, but, um, that that meant a lot, man. And like, you know, to have the CEO of American Express missed opportunity, by the way, by me to not 
uh, have an idea ready to pitch to him. The CEO of American Express was there. They uh, they funded the gala or whatever. So, uh, and they're doing some good things for minorities too. So, there's a lot of programs going on that we don't always know about. Uh, you got to research it, but uh, they're doing some great things. So, just wanted to put that out there, man. It was real dope to be a part of. I enjoyed it. Uh, as more and more pictures come in, I may post some of them for Three Brothers for our followers to check out as well. Did they record it? Can you can are you gonna get so a video the, of it? The past ones have been are on YouTube. Uh so I assume this one will be at some point. Uh this was their first one in three years in person since uh you know with COVID and everything like that. So I believe so. So I definitely I'll be looking for that and some of the professional pictures that were taken as well. Last point I want to make, Damon Hewitt, who listens to this show, by the way, he's the president of the Lawyers Committee. This brother is like, he's got to be about 6'6", six, six, I don't know, man, right at three, huge dude, man. One of the dopest people I've ever met recently, man. He is a cool, cool brother, man. And uh, I just want to say, if you listen to this episode, man, it was, a, it was definitely a pleasure meeting you. Appreciate you supporting the show and definitely appreciate the things that you're doing as far as uh, fighting for civil rights, man. They uh, highlighted a lot of cases that they're currently fighting and it was it was just dope to be a part of. Oh, man, we're so proud of you. Really. Ah, appreciate right. it, man. Appreciate it. Definitely proud of you, bro. So um, all I got, man, is just a reminder to check on the babies. Um, check in with the kids, man. I, I think buff brought it up a couple episodes ago maybe three or four episodes um you know it's a tough time for kids out there right now so just checking in with them making sure that they understand what's going on in society and life and and you're just you're actually listening to them not uh how was school and then you keep going but a a check in on them to see is there anything going on Is, is there any thoughts that they're having that might you know be negative or anything like that um because you never know what these kids are going through even as young as seven eight nine years old you know and so i just want to bring that up um and, and make sure that everybody understands that uh just because you know it they're not growing up like we did and they're not going through the same things that you did or you got them out like you know you're not in the same environment that you were in when you were growing up. So obviously, you know, they got it better than you, yada, yada, yada. I hear so many excuses about that. Um, they shouldn't be complaining or they shouldn't have issues. Um, think back when you were a kid and some of the stuff that your parents kind of ignored uh, that you or you were going through or that, you, you know, you were thinking about uh, and try to kind of put yourself in that, in, in that child, in your childhood uh, frame of reference and have those conversations with your kid man because they are having a, they are struggling the kids are struggling a lot of times and um, you know I'm seeing it being on a school board seeing what's happening with all the kids and all of that and I just want to make sure that uh, we're, we're out there and we're in front of it and we're having the conversations with the kids as much as possible so I know that was kind of cryptic but you know I, I gotta keep <laughs> I can't talk specifics, but yeah, just yeah. just know that you know that stuff is happening out there, and talk have have those conversations with your kid. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you guys said a lot, so I'm just going to end with this. Um, my heart goes out to all the 
friends and family and people in Florida. Hopefully everybody's doing okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. I know the death toll was pretty high. I think like in the Fort Myers area. So call your family, call your friends, check on people. Um, I'm pretty sure soon we're going to start seeing ways to help people. So, and I said that because I always, I always try to find myself helping others. And I think we need to be more intentional about that. Uh, A lot of us now have more income now that are disposable income. And I know our generation is not as a lot of our generation is not as big as going to church and tithing as we, our parents and stuff are. But I, I challenge people to tithe in other ways. And if you don't want to call it tithe, do whatever, call it whatever. But, you know, when you see the opportunity to help some people, help some people. You know, we had the, the stuff going on in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm pretty sure we're going to have people in Florida that are going to be displaced and all that. So, you know, don't go buy your, your you know, your bottle in the club this week. You know, put some money aside every blue moon just to money or time aside to help others. Just stay aware and I'll, I'll try to do a better job or we'll try to do a better job of letting people know. And Buff did it recently of ways to help others who are in need because what's crazy is you just never know especially with things like that how you will find yourself in need you know and I saw that when we were in you know Houston had the hurricane a few years ago where you know it doesn't matter how rich you are or whatever like when when stuff hits the fan it hits the fan and if you got money you might be a little little better off but it's still tough in these streets so yeah. Well, I think you're about to say something. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I do one one other thing. Um I, I looked at the dates. Um this is gonna drop and we won't drop another episode before Haley's twenty first birthday. You talked about popping bottles. Uh Haley turns twenty first uh twenty one this coming weekend. So happy birthday, Haley. Um be safe. Uh don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Uh matter of fact, do less than what I would usually do. Uh I, I need Especially to do at twenty one. Especially at twenty one. So yep. Happy birthday, baby. All right. Happy birthday, step goddaughter. <laughs> Happy birthday. I can't believe she's 21, yeah. bro. Dang. I know. Yeah, I know, bro. man. That's, yeah. We old so, as hell. With that being said, three brothers, no sense. Six rules of podcast. Stop. My bad. Fellas, tell them where they can find us, where they can listen to us oh, and everything. And a shout out to Inspire You on Air the new beat of the bay we're trying to rush off this so it won't be too long so uh, our apologies for not mentioning you guys earlier thank you ladies for giving us the opportunity to grace your wonderful uh radio station with our with our voices so anything else fellas where, where can they find us i think rising buff y'all do it better than i do and then some are everywhere any podcast platform from google to spotify to of course uh apple uh, we're also on iHeartRadio. You can visit our website, threebrothersnosense.com. Listen to the latest episode and shop for some cool merch. The hoodies are off the chain on that website, so copy one. Uh, and of course, as Ferb mentioned, Inspire You on air every Monday at 10 p.m. Central Time. And just for the record, Florida State's down 28 13. 
with 10 minutes left to go in the game. And Texas A&M is down three uh, to 21 in versus Mississippi State. Oh, Buff. listen, I know it's not I need, I need, I, because listen, they got no, no, we, I want I, I want our yacht. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but even if they somehow miraculously pass Wake Forest, they got Clemson next week. And then they got another ranked team after that. They ain't making it through that gauntlet, bro. <laughs> but hey, if if some, if some miracle happens, I, I you hear it here first. The yacht is on me. It's on me. There it is. <laughs> Rise, write this down. I, I got it. The date. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Three brothers, no sense. Six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.